Hi, uh, so I'm not really sure how I'm going to start this, but uh, I guess an introduction is the best way to do this. Uh, my name is Joshua. I am 38 years old, and I have suffered most of my life with depression, anxiety, and all the possible uh, negative thoughts. I decided uh, recently that it might be good to talk about these things. Uh, in, I guess, a more open setting. I've been watching um, a show I started when it first came out, uh, Million Little Things, starring uh, James Roday, uh, which was the only actor I knew for sure by name when it came out because of the show Psych. Um, my mom suggested the show, and uh, my mom watched the whole show as it was coming out each episode every week and i just got back into it i watched the first season and uh when it was airing and i just recently got back into it i've watched the three following seasons and i have one season left and watching the show um so many times i found myself bawling like a baby so many things resonated with me watching this program about a group of friends uh, navigating life, depression, uh, the death of a friend, suicide, um, mental and physical issues. And uh, it's, it's had a profound impact on me in so many ways. There's, there are characters I relate to very heavily. Uh, there are situations that arise that I feel and I, I understand and uh, well this is this is going to be me trying to maybe help someone else in the same way while helping myself because that's 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 something that I've, I've picked up not only from the show but from other people and my life experiences as a whole is that depression is not something that you just get over you can control it, you can fight it, but it is always going to be there. Um, the simplest thing could re-trigger it. The simplest thing could send you into a spiral. And that's just the simple things. When the big things happen, uh, it can get even worse. Um, sharing time. Uh, today is the 23rd of May. A month ago, I received a text message from the property manager of the apartment I live in. Um, now, a little backstory here. The property manager lives here. Um, the owner of the property lives on the other side of the country. And uh, out of the properties that they own or they're managed, I am literally or was literally the only tenant who would pay their rent, not only on time, but weeks early, weeks ahead of time. The property manager said he would send it in later with everybody else's, so it was all done at one time, and that's fine. Uh, my receipts all show dates for the first instead of the three weeks before that I'd paid, but it's whatever. Um, I'm the only one being evicted, uh, not for not paying rent, uh, but because I have people living downstairs of me in an apartment that just don't seem to like us.
I don't know what to believe on it because the property manager will tell us one thing. They'll tell us another. Um, I don't know who's telling me the truth. I don't know who's lying. And uh, I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because either way, they want me gone. The people downstairs are refusing to pay their rent, at least as I've been told, uh, unless they evict us. Uh, they've tried evicting us uh, in so many incorrect ways. We've lived here for over three years, and they're trying to give us 30-day evictions. By law in New York State, where I reside, it requires a 90-day. I've been out of work now for about three months. Uh, I made a joke about cocaine. Maybe not the best thing to joke about. Um, to an associate where I had worked who had commented that they had smoked too much pot on their lunch and they were exhausted so i told well try some cocaine balance yourself out and uh, i got reported for trying to sell cocaine at work there's other f contributing factors including an argument with a customer um who i didn't intend things to go the way they did uh they have a son that works in the same place their son used to be their daughter and they have a difficult time recognizing this um, I uh, lost my cool while he was losing his cool on one of my coworkers. I tried to, I tried to calm the situation, uh, by bringing up, uh, his child, uh, just uh, to have a conversation, uh, and, and, and distract him. Uh, I was going to talk about how much I, I'm very fond of his son both of his sons um, and uh, he turned to me in, in a snappy tone yeah that's my daughter and I lost it uh, I'd heard from people working with uh, his son in the, uh, their department that uh, he was unapologetically and unwilling to accept things and uh, you know I heard it over and over and over again and a little backstory. I uh, I have a child. Um, I'm not sure what to refer to them as right now. Uh, like I would say, my daughter or my son. But they uh, have told us just yesterday uh, that they want to go by their middle name, and that they are a they them. They're non-binary. They uh, were afraid of how I was going to take it because I named them after my mother. Um, and it... Anyway, uh, I'll get back to that. Uh, that. That sound in that man's voice and knowing issues that arose with my child uh, that they are very regretful for at this point. It was hard hard for me to hear that and not not lose my cool I, I apologize for any of the extra noise uh, I think my wife and two-year-old are watching YouTube videos in the other room um, if any of that comes through I apologize it does sound like it is a little bit um, but anyway uh, so I've been out of work now for three months. Uh, I had my rent covered and put aside. Uh, I 
covered as many of my bills and stuff as I could, and I applied for unemployment. Uh, when the unemployment stuff went through, I ended up getting denied because the company I worked for uh, told unemployment I was fired for something different than what I told them. I told them what I was fired for based on the paperwork I was given in my exit interview. They told them I was fired for an incident that I was, uh, I guess we'll say, written up for, coached for, uh, but told I wasn't being terminated for. Um, so unemployment got denied, and I had no income. I still have no income. I do a weekly podcast uh, that's just for shits and giggles. Uh, literally shooting the shite uh, with a few friends over the internet and live stream. I was putting videos up on, uh, putting the audio files up through RSS for Spotify. You can find that one on there too. Um, but I can't upload more right now because I had set up a premium plan when I had income and when it looked, when I, I knew it had income coming in. And uh, because of that, I can't, I can't downsize my plan until I pay off back pay that I didn't realize I had at the moment. Um, sorry, I uh, this is a little more difficult than I initially thought it would be. Um, so I can't, I can't upload more of those. And I'm, I'm sitting here now in my, my bedroom of an apartment that I have to move out of. Uh, I'm supposed to be out of in seven days. That's barely been packed. Uh, I have no place knowing where I'm going to go. Uh, I get disconnect notice from National Grid that the county buildings couldn't even help me with. Um, and I, uh, I feel lost. I, uh, I'm normally the person in my family that's able to able to believe everything's going to be okay and I'm not I'm not a person of faith I'm not a person of religion I'm I'm an atheist uh, I'm a logical logically based individual not a faith-based individual but I'm normally able to believe that everything will be okay and I don't know if I can anymore and that is my story that I'm here to talk about today. I, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I am running out of time. And because of these things over recent weeks, I've had some very visceral, very violent thoughts of self-harm i'm not going to act on them uh a lot of part because of the people around me that i know need me but man i uh there, there are moments where i really wish i wasn't needed but that's not that's not my life so there's no point in dwelling on what i wish I have to deal with the realities, and the realities is, that's my wife laughing in the background. It really kills the mood in a way, but 
Um, the reality is, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do, and that scares me. I have a wife and kids relying on me, and I um, I am feeling so completely and utterly useless right now. I can't provide an income. I can't. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I I don't drive. I don't. It's hard to look for a job when I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay there, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it. I have no safety net. Um, I have no money left. Everything I had set aside, I've used over the last few months to pay bills as much as I could. Obviously, not all of them. Otherwise, I wouldn't have that disconnect notice. Uh, I have resources, uh, and I have uh, thing people. I kind of have people that I can go through and look to for help, but it's not helping yet. And. Mother's Day, uh, after a visit with my mom, talking about uh, potentially looking into moving to the trailer park my dad lives in. My ex-wife with three of my kids lives. Um, and I know maybe with the ground floor, my mom, who has a difficult time ascending stairs, uh, you know, she'd we'd be able to bring her over. And she'd be able to, you know, come over, spend time there. And uh, she did not have... Uh, the most positive sound to her response there. And when we left her house walking to come back home, uh, the my wife, the kids, everyone got ahead of me, and I let them. And I'm looking at this car st at the intersection that I know is going to start coming here shortly, and I just picture myself walking right into the middle of the road as it approaches in the hopes that I just get taken out. I had a very visceral, vindictive thought of getting my wife and the kids out of the house, trying to find the move, getting them moved somewhere, uh, which might be a hotel or a homeless shelter, depending on how things go over the next seven days. Um, and then carving into my chest the words, you did this slitting my throat and laying onto the living room floor, bleeding through into the carpet, waiting so that when those downstairs neighbors who will get sent in to, you know, help prepare the place, because that's what they always do, even though they half-ass everything. Um, when that property manager comes in, there's my body laying there with the, no the notice to them, you did this. The owner in California getting the pictures of the incident. You did this. That was the statement I wanted to make. It's a statement I'm not going to make other than to you right now and to the people I talked about it afterwards. Uh, the cast members for my shooting the shite. I think a lot about dying. I fantasize about killing myself on a regular basis. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I can't. About five years ago, I had a friend from a, an internet hobby, uh, EFED Promo Wrestling, 
Uh, you, you cut promos on people across the internet, and depending on the format, it's either judged and the best promo wins the match, or it's storyline and it's all about building or going somewhere. And, you know, uh, one of our friends uh, on my birthday uh, died from a heroin overdose. And we don't know if it was accidental. Uh, we don't know if it was on purpose. But this happening on that day, on my birthday, on the same day, I sat there and I was ready to kill myself with a then wife who I didn't know why she wasn't interested in what I was going through, why we felt so disconnected. I would find out later, um, a month a little over a month later that she was having a sexting affair with a man in Australia. Uh, another man from this hobby. Um, all I knew before this was it was my birthday, a day that is designed to celebrate an individual, and I felt so alone, so broken so disconnected from my wife, my kids, my family. It felt like I felt like there was nothing worth going on for. Uh, within a year of that, my wife and I were separated and then shortly afterwards divorced. Um, When this happened, I, uh, when it came out that she, we tried to work through the first incident and, uh, I did everything I could think of. I bent over backwards. I, I tried as hard as I could. And by, this was in May, uh, Memorial Day. Uh, was when I found out uh, by September I had found she was engaged in these again and telling them stories about uh, not being no one paying it having a husband that didn't pay attention to her and I, there I was doing everything and anything she asked for bending over backwards trying to give her everything and anything I could and it ultimately was not enough when I found this message with another man uh, talking about it's so nice to have a man that's, that pays attention to me asking in a erotic way to be choked uh, by them uh, to be needed and wanted by them and choked by them because they were with someone that didn't pay attention to them. And I was doing everything. I was doing everything. I snapped and I would have probably killed her if not for our cat. I ended up uh, seeing uh, another woman shortly after, by November, her and I were dating. Uh, I'd been a friend of mine. 
uh, through this community, uh, this EFED community, this that stuff. Friend from there. Okay, since I keep running into issues with my stuff, I don't know what's going on, but um, I apologize for that. Uh, I ended up seeing and then started dating this woman, my wife now. And uh, I thought then, after feeling like my whole world fell apart and I had nothing, I felt then like maybe, maybe I can come out better for this. And for a while, I really thought it was. But then slowly things would happen. Um, this past September, uh, my wife and I found out she was pregnant again. Uh, and we found out when she miscarried in our bathroom. Um, she's talked to me since then about how it's hard for her on the stairs leading up to our apartment. How it's hard in the bathroom because it makes her remember, makes her think about this and it. And it gets to her. Honestly, it does to me too. Um, I've tried my hardest to, to block it all out. And it's it's difficult. We, uh, we named him Bruce. Bruce Wayne. Uh, it was a, a name we agreed upon using if we ended up with a second son together. Um, he was, he was gonna be uh, my little Batman, but uh, he uh, he didn't make it, and we didn't know. Uh, the pregnancy tests, the blood work, and everything they had done uh, at the hospital all, all show indicated she wasn't pregnant. And the same day she got told for certain she was not pregnant, uh, that happened, and I picked him up from the bathroom floor while she washed up in the shower and she went to the hospital i couldn't go with her because i had to be here with the other kids and it was rough not knowing what to say to them not wanting to tell them anything just yet um not wanting to worry about their mom while well, i was worrying um the night previous to this, she had made a comment that I felt like something was kicking, but like all the tests had come back negative. So I told her, "Oh, it's it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing." Uh, that's my go-to when I don't want her to worry, or don't don't want to, her to be to get upset or worried about things. Because oh, it's okay. It's probably, and I try to explain it away in the most logical way I can. And she commented to me that she wonders oh god i'm sorry this is really killing the mood um i'm sorry i lost my train of thought i should have waited to do this at night but um She commented to me that she couldn't help but think that maybe if she had gone to the hospital that night, that maybe Bruce could have been saved. And I was thinking the exact same thing. It's... After this, uh, my child called uh, for help 
saying she was thinking about self-harm. The hospital, when we got there with her, told me they didn't, she didn't want to see me. Uh, and they told me that she had told them I was hurting her. So I got left in the room for 12 hours before I was able to see her. Anyone that was only after my ex-wife got there, who my child was trying to move in with, and I told her right now it wasn't the best time. Um, and so it felt like she was they were trying to force this situation by taking it out of my hands. Oh God! Um, I'm sorry. This is this is this is difficult to talk about these things with my wife and the children cackle laughing in the other room. Um, I guess I'll try this again another time. I'm not done talking, but I don't I don't think I can keep going with this going on. Um, I hope in any way, shape, or form. You f this helps somebody somewhere somehow. Um, sorry, I'm losing track of thought, train of thought. This is. I hope this helps somebody somewhere. And oh god, they're so loud. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna do another one here when it's quieter. Uh, thank you for anyone that listened. <laughs>